podcast. I'm Brandon Navarro. If you don't know that by now, <clears throat> you probably should. And if you can tell, my voice is coming back. This West Nile uh, allergy zombie virus plague of Texas that I've had for the last what feels like a month is starting to wear off, but I, I'm still still shaking that voice. It's crazy. It just keeps getting worse or raspy or Nasal. Nasal? No. Nasally is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> anyway, I, I thought, anyway, it's a late night session for me. Not sure when you're listening to this, but um, man, it's been a good season though. It's been a good season so far and I, and I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate my sponsor, Oasis uh, Brewing down in Austin, Texas. Uh, those guys are great. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of craft breweries in the world and I try to drink all of them. But Oasis Texas Brewing Company, uh, those guys have just been great uh, down in Austin. Great brewery, great people, doing great stuff. If you've ever been to Austin and you have not made it to their brewery, you got to go. They've got some great food now. I mean, they've got a killer burger. They've got uh, just a great view of the lake. Good beers. They've got a nice easy beer. And then, of course, uh, the Meta Modern IPA, which which I just love. They've got a, an award-winning lager. They've got, they've just got a lot of good stuff. So Oasis Texas Brewing Company, you guys are crushing it. Thank you for sponsoring the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Check them out at otxbc.com. Um, and this is one of those situations where I actually like them. So uh, I'm not just saying it because they may pay me. I'm saying it because I actually like them. They're good people, so I'm very happy. Looking forward to going down there and doing a podcast from there. Um, but man, it's been busy. It's crazy. I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I'm like, we're into season five, and we're, we're almost at the halfway point, and this podcast, I decided literally right before I came on, is going to have to be a two-parter. One, because it's a late-night session, but two, because I feel like there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. And I wanted to talk about perception, you know, <clears throat> doing this podcast, you guys have, you know, for all of you that have listened uh, to me or have just started following or you know me, you, you have an image, you have a perception of who I am in your head based on my stories, based on my social media, maybe based on pictures, based on what you've heard. If you've listened to some of the other shows, you know, Trash Talk or Motivational Minute, or you follow me on Soundwave, any of that stuff, you have a perception. And that perception could be good, could be bad, could be right, could be wrong. It, it doesn't matter. You have it. And that's the interesting thing about perception is because think about some of those movie, just look at movie actors and actresses, okay? You, you, you like them for the work that they do. I love Al Pacino. 
I think he's one of the greatest actors of all time. And I've heard him in some interviews and you know, you expect him to be some of the characters that he plays and he's not. He is a real theatrical actor. I mean, he believes in his craft and I don't know if he gets caught up in the Hollywood BS or not because I've never seen him really talk about it, but I've also seen him get real in interviews and and I still like him. Again, I am basing that on the perception of who he is, what he gives me on the screen. We have no idea what he is behind closed doors. We have no idea. You know, we have a, 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 an opinion and a, you know, educated guess. And based on the evidence at hand, we can make our assumptions, but we don't know. But I like him based on the body of work and what I've seen. It's no different than me. If you guys are listening to me, you like my stories, I make you laugh or I'm forcing you to listen, whatever the case may be, it's a perception. And I try, and I can tell you right now, I am very real on here. You know, some people that that listen might not think that, and I don't know why they're listening to me in the first place and they can go, you know, piss off somewhere else. Um, But the people that, that listen and really listen know that I'm real on here. Whatever I'm talking about, I'm giving it to you real whether it's good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Now, I haven't always been real in my life. I can tell you that, and I think I've talked about that. So your perception is I'm, I'm telling you everything. And not everything's, you know, unicorns and rainbows and uh, whatever. You know, life is not that. Life is tough. So I have my moments. But what I choose to talk about in the life of an average Joe is what I choose to talk about. I don't get too deep into the, you know, inner workings of, the life of Brandon Navera, because some, th- some stuff I do want to keep private, but for the most part, if I'm talking about a topic, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you and tell you everything. So your perception of me is that I'm a stand-up guy, or I'm a real guy, or I'm a jerk, or whatever, but we, we really don't know, because everybody has a perception of somebody else based on the body of work what they know of that person, what their interactions are with that person, what their experience is with that person. And your experience with, again, I'm just using myself as an example, your experience with me may be very different than, say, somebody else's. And you guys could have two completely different perceptions of who I am. But what's most important is, and and what I'm getting at is, a lot of times in life, we lose who we are because we are so focused or get caught up in other people's perceptions of ourselves. We have an image. We have a character. You go to work. Obviously, you are not going to be 100% yourself at work. You can't. You know, Let's say you're somebody who curses and swears a lot and drops F-bombs. You can't really get away with doing that at work. I mean, some jobs are better than others, but ultimately it's not a professional thing to do and you can't really get away with it. So you may, you may rein that in until you get home, get around your friends or whatever. You know, you may want to talk about music all the time or football all the time, but you can't do that at work. You got to focus. So some people at work look at you and go, I don't know what this guy or girl does 
you know, outside of work because I always see them working and they look pretty straightforward and they're pretty hard workers. So I'm going to say that they're not into X, Y, and Z. That is their perception, but that's just a sliver of who you are, but you're there 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You are, you know, depending on the job. So that becomes part of your identity and you start to think that that's who you are and it may spill, spill over into your other pieces of life. But then at home, you're the father or the mother and you're play and you're goofy and you're a nerd and you love to bake and, but nobody knows that. So at home, they see this side of you. But then if they hear about another side of you at work, they're like, well, that's not him or her. Because again, that's a perception. It doesn't mean that those pieces are not you, that you're being faked. It's just a sliver of the whole body. But you start to turn it on and turn it off. You walk in the house, you shut it off. You're this person. You walk out of the house, you turn it on. You're this person. You go hang around this group of friends, you shut it off. You're this person. At some point, you're going to be lost and not know who you are because you're so worried whether you realize it or not, of chasing that perception of you. And in my life, I'm going to tell you right now, I have, I can't tell you how many times people have looked at me in one way and have just gotten it wrong. And part of that is my fault because of the way that I gave off that perception. And again, if I have a bad experience with somebody or they have a bad experience with me, Chances are that's not going to change their perception of me. They're just that 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 experience is going to stick with them for the rest of their life, fifty percent of the time, if not more. And I can't change it, and I also can't worry about it. But in my life, I've always had certain elements that were true. They were a piece of who I was as Brandon Navarro. And and there's a reason I'm talking about this. And we'll and as we close in part two, you'll get it. Um, you just have to wait because I'm not doing two parts tonight. So there you go. I just need you to come back. That's all. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of people that have known me in my life are like, oh, Brandon, he's got a temper. He swears a lot. He's a hard guy. But he's funny. He's fun. He's a life of the party. That sort of thing. Those are different perceptions. And at, at some point in my life, as I stutter, at some point in my life, all those things were true. And maybe still are. I don't know if I'm life of the party anymore. I'm pretty boring. But they still were. But nobody really, I say nobody, and, and that's not true, but that's just a piece. I was known. I can't tell you how many times I've been told Man, we love having you at parties. We love having you at this. We love doing you this because you're just funny. You, you kick it up. You tell stories. You, you know, you're the ringmaster and the circus leader, and you're just orchestrating yourself. You're, you're, you're just doing this orchestra of chaos, and we love it, which is probably why I, be, I was really good in the service industry from the bars to the nightclubs to restaurants because I could put on that face every day that bar face, that guy who has a story, that funny thing, the guy who's going to remember your name, the guy who's going to shake your hand, he's going to remember your birthday, he's going to remember your drink, and he's just going to, to be a ringleader. I write about it in the book where I talk about sitting behind the bar 
and having a full bar and having all these people drawn to every single word I'm saying. As I engage in a story or I talk about something or I'm telling a story or I'm uh, telling a joke, I have these eyes. I've got 40 pairs of eyes glaring at me. Not glaring in a bad way, but just staring at me, engaged into that story. And I know at that moment, they're not leaving. They're going to get another drink and my tip has gone up. Now, does that make me a good manager, a good bartender? Of course. Does, is that a gift? Yeah, it is. But it's also something that was almost near impossible to shut off. Because on the same note, I would be different. <clears throat> you know, when I had a family, like came home to a family and all this, I was different with them than I was in the bars, of course. But at the same sense, the minute that I had to go around a group of people, I couldn't stop it. It turned on. It came on. And that's what they wanted to hear. Oh, Brandon's got jokes. Oh, Brandon's got this. And, and I, I got lost in this character, which was a piece of me, but it really wasn't. And that's what I became. And that's all people knew. Which is probably why 70% of the people that I talk to in bars don't talk to me anymore because I'm not that person. I'm not saying I don't have fun and have jokes and stuff like that. I just have dropped that image because I'm no longer there anymore. But I kind of got lost. I remember specifically someone telling me, I don't, you're, you're a chameleon. You change with the group. I don't know who you are. And it's good at the bar, but it's not good in personality. Or it's not good in your personal life. And they were right. Because I never was stepping out of the bar even when I was out of the bar. But that's how a majority of the people viewed me until they got to know me. And when they got to know me, they just wanted the other Brandon. And they disappeared. And that's life. That's, I don't mean that in some weird, depressing sort of way. That is life. But it was that way in high school, too. I talk about some of my close friends in the podcast. I talk about the NWO, my group. I talk about Ken. I talk about those people that, that impacted my life. I, I talk about those people I lost that were a piece of me, that knew me beyond the party brand and the jokester, the guy who, you know, whatever. But I can't tell you how many times, and even in my adult life, where I was surrounded by people and would go home alone, or if I was dating somebody that, you know, whatever, and I, and I didn't want to date them, um, and was lonely. And I don't think I've ever admitted that before to other than to a handful of people where I was just lonely. Because I had all these yes men and women by me and people laughing and loving everything I did until, you know, it was time to go. And I'm not just talking about the bars. Talk about in life. And it was just time to go home, and then they would just wait till I came back again to tell another story. But they didn't care that I was going home by myself or that I was feeling this way. And I never led that, led anybody to believe that I was feeling lonely 
because that wasn't their perception of me and I couldn't have them look at another perception. I was, or look at another, look at me in a different light, I should say. I was living in their view. Their, I, was, I was more concerned with this character of Brandon than actually being Brandon, as crazy as that sounds. And again, all this is leading to something in the second part that you'll have to come back to on the Life of an Average Joe podcast. But um, I was lonely. Um, I've been lonely again, and this is not a woe is me, let's play the fiddle and cry. This is just talking. You want the life of an average Joe. It's not all DJs and parties and, you know, meeting the rock and missing out on Ed Sheeran. It's, it's real life. Um, I've been lonely a lot more times in my life than I've ever let on. And, and I, and I have to say to the, to the people out there that know me and to the people that are my real friends and that have been there and the people that have been in my life, that's not a slight, that's, not a, that's nothing negative. Uh, you guys know the struggle. A lot of my loneliness has been my fault, I understand that, but a lot of it hasn't. And I have, and, I, and I'm not sad right now, by the way. If you hear me sniff, it's not tears, <laughs> it's allergies. You'll know when I'm sad. Um, But it felt, it being, uh, you know, to experience loneliness, we've all been there. But to experience loneliness when you're in a group of, when you're in a room surrounded by a group of your friends, it's a really hard thing to, to come to terms with. And, it, and it's happened a lot. Where I've been smiling and watching. I've, I've, I'm this outsider. I'm the guy who created the party and the vibe, but I'm not in the party. I'm the outsider. I'm the guy that everybody wants to talk to and have a good time with and, and kick it with and, and have these great conversations with, but I'm not even there. And, and it's, it's a really hard feeling. And it's, it's a level of depression, too. Um, anybody that's known me all my life, I've always been surrounded by people. Whether they've been my friends or not, I couldn't tell you. Half of them were probably Judas's, and, and some of them don't exist anymore. And some of them were friends, and some of them I, you know, was not a good friend, so I lost them. You know, and that's all those things. But and then a lot of them were yes men. I used to surround myself with a lot of yes men. People that just were my go-to people, and it's good. It is good to have your go-to people, but I did it for the wrong reasons. So that didn't help in my loneliness. But that was, that was not their perception of me. Brandon couldn't be lonely because that's not him. That's, I know him. That's not him. And I couldn't talk about those things because I had built up this character of who I was. You know, you see me joke on trash talk and all that. That's me. And that's for the show. I mean, I joke about a lot of things. You know, sometimes I say stuff just to say stuff because it's funny or because it's shock value because... I've always been that person that just says stuff and then it's like, oh, well, the train left the station. I can't stop it now. I already said it. Doesn't mean I should say it, but I said it. That's, that's part of who I am because I don't care. When you hear me on other shows, you see, you know, that's real. That's not fake for the show. That's not, you know, uh, it's just real, but it's a piece. It's not the entire puzzle. The reality is I get lonely now. 
and I don't know why. Because now more than ever, my, and I don't get to see my friends a lot, but my tight group of friends are my tight group of friends. I mean, that's who they are. And so I've whittled that group down way lower than it was back in the day when you're in school and you're just rolling with everybody. Or when you're working the clubs and everybody's your friend. But I get lonely now. You know, when I come home and, and it's a night that, that my son's, look tonight, I'm going to tell you. Uh, my, you know, I, I hung out with my son all day and then he went to, he, he had to go to his mom's. And I work, you know, the next two and a half days and then I'll, I'll see him again. I get lonely. I miss him. You know, um, I have a lot of reasons why I do miss him because he's my son because part of it is probably some weird mental thing where I just worry, you know, um, sometimes I can go down the rabbit hole of stupid thoughts and that sucks, but I miss him. You know, because I've always been there. And so I get lonely, you know, when you when you walk in the door after work and <clears throat> you take a shower and you sit down and you're like, what do I do now? You know, I could work more on my podcast, which is what I'm doing. I could write for Movie Web. I could work on this, this second book or I could edit something or I could just zone out to movies or go to bed. You know, that's fun. It's all good and I enjoy it. You know, those are... Those are some of my passion things, you know. Doing a podcast is not just therapeutic. It's I just like it. I enjoy it. I like being able to tell stories. And if I can reach one person, then that's all that matters to me. Um, but some nights you're just like, what do I do? Do I go out? Do I call, see if somebody wants to hang out? But I, I don't drink that much anymore, even though I talk about beer and we're in my favorite beer season. I don't, um, so I, I don't even just go sit on the patio and have a drink like I used to, or can I call someone and say, hey, come on over, and then I'm like, who's going to come over? You know, a lot of my people live far away or got families, so I just do what I do, and I kind of ride out the next couple days and, and wait for my son, you know, to pick up my son and then go through the week with him. It's not a depressing thing. It's and I don't and I I don't mean it to sound that way because again it's not like I haven't done stuff. A couple of weeks ago I went to Guns N' Roses. You know before that I went to, you know we went to Turning Point and I was just talking to David on this dude and that dude last night. We're talking about his wedding and and getting together for Halloween and you know so it's not like I don't do stuff but there are some lonely nights. You know there just are. There just are, and that's okay. But nobody really, except for maybe a couple people that I just mentioned, would even believe that if I told them. Or they would look at me weird because that's not their perception of me because I've given off this this different view. I don't want to, I'm not getting, you know, I don't want to talk about it all the time because it's not a sad thing. I'm just telling everybody that you can't worry about what other people view you as. You have to understand yourself. And that has got to be the most complicated thing ever. To understand yourself doesn't happen overnight. 
I'm almost 43 years old, and I don't know if I understand myself. I think I'm just now starting to get there. You know, I used to talk about <clears throat> cutting people off. You're dead, you're dead to me. And anybody that's been in my life knows that I've done that to everybody, including family members too. I was notorious, not notorious for that. That's how I felt. If you cross a line with me, you were done. You were dead to me. And it was very different than how I view it now. I was, let's torch the, let's blow up the bridge, then rebuild the bridge, then blow it up again, then bury the bridge, and then set it on fire. That's how I was. And it doesn't make it right, but that's what I did. Now, do some of those people deserve to not be in my life anymore? Yes. But the, the idea of being dead to me, I think, is, is, is a little too much. Again, I go back to a, a famous quote from Tupac. Look, we don't have to be friends anymore. But it doesn't mean you have to be my enemy. I don't wish will ill on you. I don't wish harm on you. I just don't want you sitting at my dinner table. And, and that's real. That is probably... I mean, one of many things he said, but that is one of the best things you can do. Look, there's a lot of people in my life that I don't like, but I don't want any harm to come of them. I don't want any negative to, to happen to their life. I just don't want to break bread with them or cheers them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But back in the day, I had a much different view and I would torch people. And, they, and some of the people that hung out with me and still hang out with me would be like, well, man, you know, that's Brandon. He just, you know, when you're done, he's done. And he's not going to sit there and try to make amends, and he's not going to reach out, and it's not going to affect him. Well, the reality is some of those things, even when you cut somebody out of your life at some point they were something in your life because if you just cut out somebody that didn't mean anything then you're not going to think about it why were they in your life in the first place but if you cut out somebody that meant something to you that affects you i don't care what anybody says whether that be a family member a girlfriend uh you know a best bud uh, you know whatever it's going to affect you but i had people be like ah oh, brandon just don't care because I didn't show them that I cared and that was their perception and and I had built up this armor and this attitude and this persona that I couldn't break even though that wasn't really me because again I was living in the perception of what other people viewed me as even though it was only a piece it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the fake me it wasn't the real me though and that's a problem You know, I talk about how on the Motivational Minute, I talked about reaching out to people. You know, there's some people that just aren't good at reaching out. They're not good at texting. They're not good at calling you. They're not good at stopping in. That's just how they are. I'm not good with birth dates. I've said it a hundred times. I am horrible with dates. I'm horrible with birthdays. I cannot remember people's birthdays. At 40, and, and part of it came from the fact that I don't care about my birthday, so I just assume that everybody's okay with it. 
but I can't remember it. The other thing is I just can't remember. I write everything down. I have all these lists and all these check marks and all these things, but yet in my calendar, I wasn't until a year ago I started writing birthdays down and I still screwed up. I know my sons, obviously. I know my ex-wife's for some stupid reason. Um, I don't care about it, but I know it. Um, my mom's wasn't that too long ago, and I already forgot what day it was. I don't know if that's like uh, like onset of Alzheimer's, or I'm just an idiot. I don't know. But <laughs> I talked about that, you know, and that's okay. Like, some people aren't good at texting. I think in this day and age, though, like, there's no excuse to not reach out to somebody that's supposedly or allegedly important in your life that you can't just send a text message. Because you know... 90% of the world is on their phone on a regular basis so, or on some sort of social media thing. So if somebody says, man, I've just been so busy, you're telling me they're so busy that they've never checked their Facebook, their Instagram, their Twitter, their email, or their social media. None of those platforms. They haven't checked them at all. And so my face didn't pop up from my post to remind you, oh, hey, I need to check in on Brandon. Give me a break. But I, but I talked about you should reach out. If they are somebody you care about, be the bigger person and check in on them. And I still believe in that. And, and I talked about how, well, you know, if they don't reach out, it's just life. It's not a big deal. I'm going to tell you right now, that's the perception that I must have given. But the reality is, nah, it hurts. Because when you're the only one planning things and you're the only one reaching out to your group or texting or calling or inviting and the same three people or two people are this are the only ones getting back to you are the only ones that have in contact with you but there's another few people that are supposed to be your like ride or die and you can go months where they don't text and when you do text it's oh i've just been really busy at some point, you got to look at yourself and go, dude, they don't want to be in my life anymore. Maybe they don't hate me. They just don't want me at their dinner table. And I would used to sit there and be like, whatever. Well, I can tell you right now, that whatever, nah, it hurts, man. It hurts. It sucks. Because you invest your time and your care and you would drop what you're doing for this person, but those people don't reach back out to you. There's one point in my life where I wouldn't let it get to me. And that was the perception that everybody had. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that perception's wrong. It gets to me. Because I genuinely, if you're my people, you're my people. And I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to do whatever I can. I might mess up, but I'm here for you. So when it's not reciprocated, I'm not like, you, you owe me this. I'm just hurt. That's all. Just plain and simple. And it's... and. In a day and age when it's hard to find connection and meet people, you kind of don't want to let go. But sometimes you have to. But again, the perception I gave was, oh, Brandon doesn't care. That's just how he is. You know, if, if we never talk to Brandon again, he'll keep moving on with his life. Well, yes, I'm going to keep moving on with my life. I'm not going to die because you're not going to talk to me, but I'm going to be upset about it. So we lose ourselves in all these images and these, these situations and... 
and everything like that. It's like the perception. I've, I've, I've talked about the divorce. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to talk about it now because I don't care. It's over. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to get into great detail about it because it doesn't matter. But again, the perception is that well, Brandon's gotten through it and he's okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not okay. I'm okay as a man. I'm okay as a father. I will, I will never, ever stop fighting for my son. And I'm grateful and blessed. Throw all those things out the window. No, I'm not okay. Okay? I'm not. And I'm sorry that it's been a year and I'm not okay. I'm working on it. But I'm not okay. It still gets me. And there's a lot of things about it that, that come up that either make me mad or make me sad or whatever. It just does. Mad at myself. Mad at her. Mad at other people. You know. What am I going to do? I don't want to sit here and keep talking about it. So I just try to work it out amongst myself. But nobody, you know, the perception is that I'm okay. I'm telling you I'm not. So there you go. What are you going to do? I know I will be okay, and I'm a fighter, and I don't quit, and I got a lot of great things going on, but that part of it is not okay. I think we need more of that, you know? I was on a, a podcast recently, um, and it was, it was a really late night session, and uh, it was cool. It was, I was very excited to be on that. I, I, I think you guys heard me talk about it. It's called Front Stairs Talks Podcast, and um, it's, uh, it's based on Boston, and um, this guy named Chris, he's awesome, man. We met through the National Podcast Association, and I just really, really enjoyed his podcast. You know, I just, um, I guess I just really liked listening to it. And he did a, we did this podcast-a-thon. And I started to listen to some of the episodes prior to this event. But on the event, he did one. And I liked it. And I started following it. And we started kicking it. And I just dug it. I said, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those podcasts that I genuinely just like. Um, because it's real. You know, it's real people. It's real stories. Some of these stories are amazing. I can relate to them. Others I can't. But it's interesting. Well, he invited me on to be a guest, which I think is great. Because if anybody is is opening up their show that they put pride in and wants me to be on it, I'm honored. Like that might be cheesy and cliche to say, but I am honored. Because I know how hard it is to to make a podcast and what you have to do. And I know the work and the timing and... It's your baby. So so we were on it. I, I suggest everybody checks that out. Uh, you can check it out. I, I posted the link on um, Life of an Average Joe podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, I mean, just check it out. It's, it's, it's on Anchor. It's everywhere, okay? You just follow it. It was the most recent episode. I think it's episode 20, if I'm not mistaken. Tell you episode 20, and it's Front Stairs Talks podcast. It's great. It's great. I take over the stairs. I get to go sit on a stoop, and it's great. Um, but we did a late night podcast. We had some technical difficulties, and that just happens. But, you know, when you're doing it that late at night, you're like, dude, we're not going to start over. Let's just keep rolling. And so the first, there's a couple minutes in there in the beginning where it's a little rough, and then we, we kind of flesh things out. But we had a great conversation, and, and he didn't tell me. What I liked about it was... He wasn't like, hey, man, this is what we're going to do. This is what I want to talk about. 
he said, hey, we're going to talk about your podcast, talk about your book, talk about a couple things, and just roll with it. And it was great. We rolled with it. It was like an hour long, and we rolled with it. Um, I got to learn more about his life. I got to talk about my stuff. But what was cool about it was it was real. And this wasn't just me being on a podcast so I can promote my stuff. This was this is a cool connection. I look forward to bringing him on that. My point is, is he said a lot. He complimented me and said a lot of nice things. And, uh, you know, that meant a lot to me, you know. He said that I'm a hustler and a worker and I, and I get things done. And he, and he said that I am a glass half full kind of guy and I bring positivity. That really made me step back for a minute because there's other people in my life who would say that's not me at all. Um, and I try to be that. And I try to be that for other people that I support because I know how hard it is in the world and I just want to be a good positive thing for somebody. Um, I'm not because I've been negative <laughs> for other people in my life. But when he said that, I was like, man, I, that's awesome because that was a big compliment. That, mean, that means something to me that, that that's what I'm giving him and that's what I'm giving the world. And, and that's a, that is a piece of me. And I do believe that, you know, in being positive. And I do believe in the things I say, whether I follow them all the time or not, I do believe in them. And so it was a really cool thing. And it meant a lot from somebody that, you know, I genuinely just like and I genuinely just like their podcast. Uh, that meant a lot for me. And and I've started looking at, at some people that, you know, because I don't know, I don't know Chris. We, we're just, you know, we know each other on a, on a professional level. And, and now we did a podcast. So we know more about our stories and all that. But it's not like I've known this guy for years. But there's other people that I've started to meet uh, through podcasting uh, across the country and stuff like that. And to hear, you know, their, their opinions of me, so to speak, is, is interesting. Um, <clears throat> because... Again, you're just meeting these people. Got these guys over at the Wilson King podcast. Awesome. Again, another podcast that I like. Okay. You know, it's got Billy Joe Wilson on it. And Billy uh, Joe is a good dude. Um, they're all good dudes. But, and, and all their guests are great. But it's been a fun podcast. And I, that's another one that I started following. And then after I really got into it, we started kicking it. And uh, he invited me to be on his show. Uh, we're working the details out. I have a feeling he'll be on mine before then. Um, but again, he's given me support and said some really nice things. And I don't know the, I, I don't know them on a personal level, but that's the perception. That means that I'm showing them the real me. And that's what I want to do. And it's been nice. It's been really nice to see. And of course, you know, tell me something good with my friend, buddy, my friend Travis, Patton Sr. over there. Um, just full of compliments and... Again, I met him through the National Podcast Association. And my point is, these are, these are quote-unquote strangers. Now they're, they're friends and they're becoming associates and all those things um, that have said some really positive things, which means that the real Brandon is that of who I am, not what people perceive me to be, is coming through. And I think that takes a lot of work and a lot of courage and a lot of self-evaluation to get to that point. So this is part one. In part two, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to get to my point. We're going to get to why I did this. Uh, I just want you guys to get a little bit deeper inside the life of an average Joe before we go off and we go back to fifth grade camp in a couple weeks and tell some more stories. But um, it's been, it's been 
kind of a self-aware thing because, or self-evaluation thing, because as you grow and as you go through big changes in life, like we all have, you do have to evaluate and you do have to look at things. And I've been noticing things with people and I've been looking at perception and, and this, this is exactly, you know, why I did this podcast. So this is part one. Thank you very much. The life of an average Joe podcast. Thanks for listening to anywhere. Uh, I highly recommend you go check out those podcasts I talked about. I'll, I'll plug them again after uh, the second episode, which will be out next Wednesday, which I don't even know what date that is. So, oh my God. Yes, I do. It's the, I don't know what date it is. The 28th, I think, or 29th. I don't know. Follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or right here. Get your alerts. Leave your comments, please. I, I love them, good or bad. Suggestions, anything like that. And uh, we will see you soon on the next episode where we'll talk about perception again and wrap up uh, and try to figure out what the heck Brandon is talking about. Have a great night, day, morning, or whatever it is. Afternoon, weekend, weekday, who knows. Whenever you decide to listen to this, have a good one. Hey guys, thanks for listening to part one of my Perception Podcast. I really appreciate the support. If you guys have any um, suggestions, comments, or, you know, hey, you think you might be a good guest, uh, you know, let me know. If you want to follow us on, uh, follow me on Instagram, you can go ahead and look up the Life of an Average Joe podcast on Instagram. Check me out on Facebook, the Life of an Average Joe podcast featuring Brandon Novera. We are just added to Amazon Music as well, so all my Amazon people out there, you can catch up on all the podcasts as well. I'd like to thank everybody for supporting, including Oasis, Texas Brewing Company. Thank you for supplying me with beer and uh, (laughs) making me uh, gain some weight and um, try to find room in my fridge. You guys have been great. But again, don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for the Life of an Average Show podcast. Thanks again.